As Hurricane Sandy strikes the east coast of the U.S., the question arises, how prepared are we? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Alan Berman. He's Executive Director of DRI, the Disaster Recovery Institute. Alan, thanks so much for joining me today. Tom, I'd like to say it's a pleasure, but it must be another disaster coming up. Well, disaster not only coming up, but it's here. Um, Hurricane Sandy's hitting the East Coast now. From what you've observed over the past weekend, how prepared do you believe that public and private sector organizations alike are for the impact of this storm? Well, I think that um, we're about to see, if there's anything, the perfect storm hitting the U.S., and it's just remarkable that three things uh, can happen at the same time, to have a hurricane coming up the East Coast and to have cold front coming down from the north and at the same time having a storm coming in from the west, all hitting at the same time is unprecedented. Um, I think what we've seen, though, is, is a tremendous effort on the uh, public sector to try to prevent the aftermath of the storm. Obviously, we can do little about what's going to happen to us, uh, but we've learned something from Irene about water and, and the dangers that that faces and the coordination with the private sector where businesses literally are closing down and the government is forcing them to close down to try to prevent casualties and damage. Now, from my perspective on the outside, the communication looks like it's been strong. From your inside perspective somewhat, what are the strongest planning elements that you see in play? Well, I think we're seeing really... State planning and municipal planning. Um, federal government, obviously, National Weather Center is giving bulletins, but we're seeing a huge effort by the state and the municipalities to work hand in hand. Um, as you know, I'm in New York, and, and we've already seen the New York Stock Exchange say it's going to be closed for two days. Um, most of the businesses in Long Island have, have closed at the behest of the federal government, um, at the state government, I'm sorry, and, and as well as Shutting down the New York City subway system. Um, 90% of the people who travel into Manhattan for business, and especially lower Manhattan, take public transit. So this sort of forced their hand, Tom, that they had to close. Um, you know, as bad as we're going to see the winds, um, with the terrible word about the rain and what kind of um, waves we're going to see and how, how much flooding we're going to get. Um, the good thing is if you watch the New York City for the first time that I can remember, they're actually covering up the grates uh, over the subway system so that water doesn't pour down into the subway system. Now, flip side of the question, of course, what are some of the weakest planning elements you've seen so far? I, I think that there's just been a lot of cooperation. I think some of the weakest elements are just human elements where people refuse to believe something's going to happen. And I think it's attributable to the non-event that took place in New York during Irene. Um, people just don't realize the magnitude of, of what's happening now and what will happen in the next few days. So I think that this is one of those uh, where people just refuse to leave. And, you know, A-zone evacuation is going to be a little bit difficult. Um, but I think for the most part, the businesses understand what the dangers are, and they're working very hard with the public sector to make sure people don't go to work, that people stay home. Uh, I mean, to the point where that there are major high-rises that are actually shutting off elevator service and have shut off elevator service. 
because they just don't want people trapped in elevators. Now, you mentioned Irene. You used the term a perfect storm a few minutes ago. In terms of benchmarking, does this experience compare to any other disaster that organizations have faced? Um, I think not. The best to my knowledge, and, and I could be off by a year, um, 1992, we had a nor'easter come through about this time of year, and it actually shut the subway systems down for 10 days. So 20 years ago, we may have had, we, we had nothing that looks like this, um, but that one was one nobody was prepared for. I think as bad as this is and is going to be, we've had a week of preparation where people understood what's going to happen and the weather services for the first time. For a long time, we're all aligned. Uh, I subscribe to three independent ones. Um, and so from that point of view, um, we're getting really good information. People understand it. And there are zones that they're just shutting down. And, and lower Manhattan is, is the key to this. We talked about the disasters of 2011, Irene especially. What are some of the lessons that we can employ from Irene and other disasters that we saw in the previous year? Well, again, you know, this is one, it's it's very much like the, um, the Great Japan Eastern Earthquake. It's, we've never seen anything that looks like this, and so it's very difficult to prepare for something that's a 1,000 miles wide um, with waves that we know are going to be 10 to 20 feet high, and it's a full moon, so we're going to have high tides. I mean, it's it's just the convergence of all of these things. So I think the lesson we learned from Irene is preparation does help. Um, we were prepared the subway system, which is the key to New York City. The mayor was smart enough to move the trains out of the yards, which happened to be in a lot of the coastal areas of, of Brooklyn. Um, but I think we we're prepared. We're trying to lessen what the effects are going to be. Um, I think we learned a lot from you know, all the flooding that took place in New England uh, right after Irene and during Irene um, that didn't affect New York, New York but we're, we're worried about water. We're worried about the aftermath of water. Um, we're worried about, and we'll talk about this probably later, about what the, what the long-term effects are going to be and what the infrastructure effects are going to be, which, as you know, is always a concern of mine. Well, that was exactly where I was headed next, which is what are the critical issues that are going to have to be addressed post-disaster, post-storm? Well, I think it's, it's going to be utilities, and especially in New York City with, with, with an aging infrastructure. New York City is one of the few places in, in, that I know of where storm drainage and sewerage come through the same types. Um, you know, if you look at, and, and the fact that we're going to get some flooding with salt water coming in either from the Hudson estuaries or from the ocean itself. But we have, I think, roughly 20,000 miles of electric cable just under New York City and transformers and, and those things that drive the power. And, and there's great concern about corrosion in that. And so what you're going to see, I'm sure Conrad is announcing it as we speak, is shutdowns of power systems. So that it doesn't uh, endanger some of the equipment. But it's a lot of proactive things. More planning in this event than any other event I've ever seen. Um, and I, I think what we're going to worry about is you know, getting back to New York City and how that's going to affect people. We have a, you know, New York City is another one of those cities that 
most cities don't have steam driven. I know you've got a tremendous amount of cold water going over steam pipes, and that's going to cause problems. So we're going to see utility problems and infrastructure problems, um, I think, the likes of which we haven't ever seen. Well, and you've had the opportunity to see disasters all over the world. In your experience, Al, what's most commonly overlooked in disaster recovery? Well, I, I think from, from our point of view, I think the public sector, we worry about the emergency aspects of it, Tom, but we, we fail to realize how much data, and this is close to your heart, I know, and big data and backups that we don't take. You know, we were under the impression, even in this condition, that when we come back, everything will be like it is. I'm sure we're going to see plenty of server farms that have been flooded, inadequate backups, um, you know, not the good distribution of data, not not an extensive use of the cloud, which would get the data away from local areas. But my concern from uh, when, you, when once you get through the emergency aspects is the ability of businesses to retain the data and come back at the point they left off. Yeah, let's talk about the professionals, the business continuity and disaster recovery professionals. Where do organizations need to strengthen their skill sets in those areas? Uh, we've done a lot over the last few years. Um, we've spent a lot of time, as you know, with other organizations, including ISACA and, and uh, people like RIMS, trying to get some consistency in process. And I think we're doing a good job. I think you know, we've taken great strides in in being able to retain capabilities, communication capabilities. We've looked at alternatives. I think we're a lot stronger than we've ever been. I'm sure there will be lessons we learn from this. You know, if you look at 2011, which was the worst year for disasters in our history, there were some 820 major disasters, $400 million worth of insurance losses, you know, from from the tsunami and the earthquake in Japan to the mudslides in, in Latin America to the flooding um, in, in, the, in the Near East and Middle East. Um, so the issues we, we faced over last year really helped us and strengthened us a lot, and we've seen that uh, certainly from a, an international perspective where we're sharing uh, information. We just had, in fact, last week uh, a delegation of 25 people from China talking exactly with us about how we're dealing with it, and we brought in some New York City OEM people and, and uh, security people to talk about how we're dealing with it. So I think 2011 forced a lot of sharing. Um, I think that's going to help us a lot in this event. Final question for you. As the East Coast is being hit now, what's your single biggest piece of advice to organizations being impacted by the hurricane? Um, I think that they should allow the state and the city to do what it has to do. They should concentrate on those things that are near and dear to running the business, uh, data capabilities, uh, making sure employees are in contact, making sure that people can work from home. I think those things are important. Um, and I'm a true believer in, in allowing the professionals to do their job. And I think this year um, we've seen uh, and we will continue to see that the public and private sector are working closely together and each should deal with uh, deal to its strengths. Very good. We've been talking about business continuity, been talking about Hurricane Sandy. I've been speaking with Alan Berman, Executive Director of DRI. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.